Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here. It's Elon Daly, part of the Talking Tesla network of shows. It's Monday, October 21st, and you are correct, I didn't do a Friday show. I got very busy with, you know, the whole textbook thing that we're doing, and I dropped the ball. Yeah, I dropped it. I'm off toe. It's upsetting. So for those of you that looked and didn't see it and started to cry and started to wonder whether life was worth living, ah, we're back. We're back. First of all, let's talk about Brian Anderson. We like to call him... Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson said to me, Mel, look, you said that uh, S and X, you know, one day we'll be getting the 2170. No, you're wrong. The Y is going to get 2170. The S and X are not. That would mean that they'd have to sort of redo the entire battery pack and do all this stuff, and that would be painful. But I say to you, Mr. Anderson, that I don't see any way that S and X cannot get the 2170 in the current version or in any future versions. Because you cannot have your Model 3 and your Model Y, which are significantly cheaper cars, have specs that are better than the cars that cost that cost twice as much. You can't, for the long term, have Model 3 being able to take 250 kilowatts of charge, and the Model Y being able to do that, and your 100 and something thousand dollar S and X not being able to do that. It just it can't be sustained. So uh, I disagree, Mr. Anderson. Even though you are Neo, I'm going to disagree. I just can't see how they cannot possibly soon bring that into S and X, and I expect that it's going to happen very soon, like next year soon. Yes, it's probably going to mean they're going to have to jiggle that skateboard underneath, but they're going to have to do it. Or, you know, it's just another reason not to spend the extra money on the expensive cars, and they need to sell a good amount of those expensive ones because there's a good amount of profit margin in them compared to the three, particularly. The uh, Y might have a pretty good profit margin because they're going to just jack on an extra five grand that uh, is probably going to be pure profit. That's the guess anyway. In terms of Y, wow, we've had a lot of Y sightings since last week. So there's been truckloads, literally a truckload of uh, Ys seen here in California. There's been a number of people on their Tesla cams who've seen Ys of different colors, silver and red. There's been a sighting of a Y in um, Canada. One assumes that they're doing sort of long-range testing. So it looks fantastic. It looks great. It looks like the Model 3 that I wish I had. So I want that hatchback design. I want it to sit up a little bit higher, and I cannot wait when will we see this? Well, we talked about it last week, but maybe as early as the first quarter of next year. If you're smart, you wouldn't buy it when it first comes off the line. If you're smart, you wait. You wait for them to work out the little things. And actually, I'm going to try and be smart this time. I'm super excited about it. And I could trade in my older Model 3, which is like two, three years old, and get a Model Y. But I'm going to wait, actually. I'm going to, I'm going to wait because I want them to work out the little niggly bits and then jump on board when it looks like, okay, the production model is now looking like uh, they've fixed those little niggly bits, which always come up with new production, whether it's of a car or whether it's of a laptop, no matter what it is, it's smart to let them, you know, knock out 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 of them and just fix those initial things. For example, I got one of the first Model 3s. I just happened to be lucky enough to be in California in the right place, right time kind of thing. So a really low number registration of Model 3s. And it's had a number of just these little niggly issues, right? Things that just stopped working and it had to go in. 
about six times just to have these things fixed. And then it's been good for a while, but then, of course, as I'm driving up to Santa Cruz, the autopilot just stopped working. Just completely stopped working. Not Just not engaging, but not there. Gone. And not even um, cruise control was working. And that's a problem because it's a long drive. It's like at least five hours of driving and then plus you know, half an hour of charging. My foot hurts so bad <laughs> from just holding on the accelerator. And so it's such a bummer when that happens. But that's the kind of niggly things that ha- seem to happen and do happen more frequently in those cars that are first off the line. And then they sort of change our components and fix the way they do their production. So all of this to say, um, if you're smart, you wait for Model Y for a while until they work out the niggly bits. But I'm really excited about that car, really excited about it. And I do want to say I actually plugged in at a Tuscadero, which was a problem. You know, a Tuscadero has eight hoses. And it was full, and then I plugged in, and I was getting 30 miles of range per hour of charge. And everybody there was like, what is going on? That a Tuscadero charger keeps having these problems. When it's full, it slows right down, and then it just gets overwhelmed. There's some fundamental problem there. It happens all the time. So what I do now is I'm changing my route. I'm charging in Buellton, and I'm charging in, whatever is it, Salinas, which has a about... 15 or 20 hoses out there trying to avoid the Atascadero one now, which is too bad because I really like Atascadero. And there's also the one at the Madonna Inn, which is down the road, but that's also impacted a lot. So there's just so many Teslas in California now, so many people using them, and it's really straining the supercharger network here. I know that people on the East Coast have said, Mel, the way to fix your problem is come to the East Coast. You can supercharge and there's never a line. Well, not so much here. So more and faster superchargers, and I really want V3s everywhere because this idea of sharing charge with somebody, no, I don't want to share. I want the full amount. Thank you very much. Now, Franz von Holzheisen, who is, of course, the lead designer at Tesla, was on the Ride the Lightning podcast, which, you know, I hate you, McCaffrey. hate you. you got Elon, and now you got uh, Franz. Amazing. Anyway, they did a little interview there, and again, they talked about the Roadster and how much better the Roadster is going to be than the reveal from two years ago. So do you really need to make it more insane than 0 to 60 in 1.9 seconds? How fast is this thing going to go? It had a range of 620. Are you going to give it even more range? Top speed of 250 miles an hour, not fast enough for you? I know they've talked about putting on these rockets and stuff, but just exactly what more can they do? I think they're really excited about it. So they're still tweaking it. They're still evolving it. They really want to come out with something that is just truly mind-blowing. It still is mind-blowing, the specs from two years ago. Range of 620, that's the one thing about this car that makes me get excited. If you can do it on the Roadster, come on, give us a Y with 400 or 450. Come on, please do that. But if you don't want a Tesla, you can now get a Tesla Taycan at an entry level of 104,000. They're putting in a smaller battery, about a 254-mile range battery, so that if you're a Porsche lover, you can get a cheaper one. Although I've got to say, you can get an S that has more range and is faster and has a supercharger network. So you, the only reason to get this low-end Porsche Taycan, in my mind, is if you truly are a Porsche aficionado and you just have to have a Porsche. If it's you go head-to-head on the specs, uh, I just don't see how the Model S doesn't win every time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mel Herbert. The show is uh, Elon Dale. It's part of the Talking Tesla Network of shows. Go on, give us a rating and review. Become a patron. We'll speak to you tomorrow. You know what? No, that's no way to finish it. After all, I didn't do a Friday show and, you know, I need to make up for it. And the only way you can make up for it about something that is so terrible, that is so just sad, is to finish with a little bit of Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, I know. It's going to make you happy. 